Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. So a number of big games that have taken place during match week 11. So let's start with probably the biggest result uh, this weekend and that is the West Ham versus Liverpool game. So yes, I'm sure you'll know as a Liverpool fan, I'll have quite a lot to talk about with this one. Uh, Liverpool's first defeat in 25 games. So Obviously, a defeat is never easy to take, especially when you're a such a dominant team. But just have to say, some of the reactions that I saw online, especially on social media, uh, was a bit over the top, uh, quite reactionary from some some of the fans. Uh, I feel like some of the fans just need to relax and chill. Um, you win some, you lose some. That's how it goes. That's football for you. So just because we won, we lost one game, doesn't mean our season's over. Some have claimed that we've lost the title and it's just the 11 fixture. So a lot of fans back for me regarding that. But nevertheless, back to the game. The opening 10 minutes for me was quite a bizarre one. Uh, the first goal, which I believe was around the fourth minute for me, and not to not because I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm just being brutally honest and speaking as a neutral, uh, should not have stood, in my opinion. Uh, you can clearly see that Ogbana elbows Alisson uh, before Alisson was parrying the ball away in some shape or form uh, so for me had Ogbana actually had a flick onto the ball that's a different story because obviously he's made contact with the ball but he's literally gone right for the goalkeeper and it's a bizarre one because normally a goalkeeper is quite <laughs> protected by the referees in this sort of situation um, unfortunately it wasn't the case for Alisson during this fixture but yeah, really surprised that that goal had um, gone in and was actually counting as they went through the VAR check as well. So, yeah, not a great start for Liverpool there. And a few minutes later, Crestwell fouls Henderson. And for me, that's a red card as well. Clearly, I, I realise he, he gets the ball t- to some shape or form, but it was the, the man of the attacker, uh, both feet off the ground and pretty much quite high sort of like knee level and clearly had no control in in terms of his lunge to get the ball and is endangering the player there. So another shocking refereeing decision, um, in my opinion. And from there onwards, I just had a gut feeling as a Liverpool fan that it's not going to be our day. And I'm sure a lot of fans can relate. You just have that feeling that it's not, it's not, things aren't going to go our way, especially with referees, you know, failing to see two big moments there in the opening 10 minutes. And we didn't get any reward for it whatsoever. So, but nevertheless, Liverpool were able to manage to uh, level the score. So, great free kick by Trent Alexander, beautifully executed. Uh, West Ham's second goal, great great counter attack, and for now able to finish in front of goal. Not the cleanest of strikes, obviously, but nevertheless, they all count. Uh, for me, poor defending from Liverpool. Uh, the midfield was pretty much cut through. And I think that was the, the the problem with Liverpool, to be fair. The midfield, uh, they, for me, they just weren't industrious enough. They weren't compact. They weren't really first to the ball. And not to kind of bring back old news, but we're missing a Gini Wijnaldum type of player who is the engine of the, of the midfield. We don't have that sort of player right now. You've got Fabinho, who's a specialist, so there's no calms in terms of what he does. Henderson as well, but I feel like his... 
injuries in the past year or two have, have kind of taken his toll on his body. So he's not having the same impact in the centre midfield. And then it's that first spot where we rotate quite a lot. So at the start, it was Harvey Elliott who did really well, and but was unfortunately injured. Uh, Naby Keita as well has come in and out of the team. Curtis John has shown some glimpses of his quality. And Thiago hasn't really had much of a chance to make a stamp uh, in the midfield. So I believe we are missing that sort of player. Remains to be seen if we get someone like that in January. But nevertheless, that's not the reason why we lost. It's just an area that I've noticed that we're slightly weaker than normal. Uh, I think we've tried to employ different tactics now where one of our midfielders plays a bit more further forward or like Henderson, he tends to drift more on the right-hand side uh, that allows Trent Alexander to come in central. So that works in certain certain games, but I feel like in this game, especially in the first half, uh, we needed to get the lead rather than uh, sort of deploying those tactics. But, you know, um, might be hypocritical because it has worked for us this season. So just one of those bizarre games where the start just didn't go to our favour uh, and the third goal for West Ham as well. I have to be honest, great goal uh, from Zuma, who had a fantastic performance, was really solid. And poor marking from Liverpool. It's just like the fr the defenders just froze. It was quite a bizarre one to concede, to be fair. So quality cross from the West Ham player and a nice header from Zuma. So, yeah, you can't argue with that goal there. Some may have said that Alisson should have done better, but I don't, I don't think so. I know a lot of fans were giving a hard time to Alisson, Alisson after the game. Look, he, he's pretty much our best player most of the time, so he's allowed to have an off day here and there. So, so yeah, don't get me wrong, it hurts to lose, but I feel like you need to watch how you talk as well at the same time. You know, these are players, they're human beings. You don't have to go and insult them uh, just for no reason. You know, obviously we've lost the game. Emotions are high, but there are players in the day, so we have to show them support. Mane was actually quite close to equalising from a great uh, free kick from Trent. Uh, and it was like a diving header, but unfortunately this wasn't wasn't to be. Origi did manage to get a goal for Liverpool, uh, coming on as a super sub. Great chest control, great finish with his left foot. Um, but yeah, I'll be honest with you, I think overall, I think West Ham did deserve to win the game, they executed the right tactics and the game plan suited their style of play. So credit to the players and credit to David Moyes, who I've been speaking quite highly about in my recent episodes. So he's doing so, for, you know, he's doing so fantastic for West Ham right now. I believe they're third now, aren't they? Just They're overtaking Liverpool. So no, no, fully deserved. In terms of Liverpool, on to the next one. There's no point in dwelling with just defeat, we've got an international break now, so hopefully the it's fingers crossed that we don't get any more injuries uh, as we have done in, in during other international breaks. So we've got an important game next week against Arsenal, who are pretty much just behind us, uh, surprisingly right now. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the team performs next week. But on to the next game, Manchester derby. Huge expectations from this game with two huge rivals going neck and neck. But I'll be honest, this was a one-sided <laughs> one affair. United were not were non-existent in my opinion. The first half was just awful from their part. And that's me being PG right now. Um, 
it was like a training ground game for City. They completely controlled the game with ease. I don't even feel like they got out of first gear and didn't look troubled whatsoever. So if you're looking at performances like that, especially at home, it must be a concern as a United fan, as you know, Liverpool beat you 5-0, which I like to remind here and there. Uh, and then this performance as well. I spoke to a couple of United fans and they actually thought this performance was against City hurt them more, uh, maybe because of the way they were dominated, whereas Liverpool pretty much just annihilated them with great finishing and final goals. So, yeah, the goals itself, um, an own goal from, uh, from Bailly, a uh, bit of an unlucky one there, and a sneaky touch from Bernardo Silva to grab the second goal. Poor goalkeeper from De Gea should have covered that back post 100%. Um, like I was saying, in terms of worrying times for United, Old Trafford used to be a, a fortress where teams would sort of deploy different tactics to check, try and get anything out of the game. Now there's no fear factor. Anyone can come and claim a point or even a win there. So let me know what you guys think, especially United fans. Do you still have faith in Ole? Um, I know a lot of fans have lost faith who are pretty pretty supportive of the manager, but if things aren't working out, they're not working out. At this stage, he hasn't completely lost the dressing room, but it could be a factor. So if the players were to turn on him, it could be limited time for Ole. But I personally think he won't get sacked until end of the end of the, se- end of the season. And they'll probably try to recruit someone next summer. So, But let's concentrate on current affairs right now. Fantastic win for Man City. Uh, easy win. I think probably one of their easiest um, derby matches for a long time. So, yeah, it will, I believe Manchester will remain blue until the next time. So I'm sure they'll hurt quite a few United fans there. Next fixture, Chelsea versus Burnley. So a dominant performance from Chelsea in this game. Had a lot of chances on goal. Uh, great performance by Nick Pope, who made some good saves. A player that really impressed me was, was uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi, who was a constant threat throughout the game. Uh, unlucky not to be on the score sheet, but like I mentioned, Pope made some great saves during the game. But considering this was a home fixture, I, I do feel like it's dropped points for Chelsea. It may not seem like it, as Burnley are a difficult team to beat at, at times, but when you're at home and you're pretty much top of the table, these are the sort of games you shouldn't be dropping points. And obviously, as a Liverpool fan, in the past, we've dropped numerous points with teams that are in the lower half of the table and it cost us daily. So who knows how this would affect the season going on. But back to the game. The opening goal came from Chelsea. Lovely cross by Reese James um, to Havertz, who guided a nice header into the back of the net. So great goal, great start for Chelsea there. Havertz actually had another chance in front of goal, but unfortunately just scooped it over the bar. The equaliser itself was a lofted cross uh, from the middle of the park into the six-yard box, and Vidja was able to get the final touch and finish to give Burnley the point for the game. So for Burnley, a draw is a fantastic result for them. Uh, like I said, Pope was fantastic, so he pretty much kept the, his team in the in the game. Chelsea, on the other hand, you know, it is points dropped in my opinion, but it's still quite early and they're still doing really well in terms of their league position. So, uh, not end of the world regarding this result here. 
Uh, next game, Arsenal versus Watford. So another win for the Gunners here. But it wasn't an easy one, to be fair. Uh, Watford were quite aggressive in terms of their play. Aubameyang was given a chance to score from the penalty spot after a bizarre um, challenge from Danny Rose onto Lacazette. But a fantastic save by Ben Foster to stop Aubameyang from scoring there. And the goal itself, slightly debatable, uh, as Renieri sh uh, showed his frustrations after the game. A Watford player was on the ground at the time after being fouled, so maybe they were expecting a free kick or the ball to be played uh, out so you know they could sort of give treatment to that player. But Arsenal continued, and Smith was able to hit a solid strike from the centre of the area and hit the back of the net. So another goal for a youngster. I believe that's three and three now. So that puts Arsenal in fifth position. So two points behind Liverpool, which is unbelievable considering not so long ago they were pretty much touching grounds uh, at the bottom of the league. So, and ironically, we Arsenal actually playing Liverpool in the next game after the international break, which is next Saturday. So, an equally important fixture for both teams. So, definitely one to look forward to there. And then the final fixture, <clears throat> excuse me, is Everton and Tottenham. So not the best of games, obviously, no goals here. Uh, many were expecting a goal fest with the new appointment of Antonio Conte. Unfortunately, that's not how football works. Just because you've appointed a top manager, the team doesn't just change overnight. Um, Spurs did play well. They had most of the chances during the, the game, but didn't really trouble the goalkeeper, in my opinion. Everton were actually awarded a penalty uh, which was ruled out. So I have to be honest, I think it was the wrong decision. I, After looking at the replays, I realised that Loris did get a touch on the ball before he challenged with Carlison. But honestly speaking, I think he got more of the player than the ball. So I think that was an incorrect decision, if I'm honest with you. And Everton should have been awarded with a penalty there. And yeah, so you can see the frustration, especially Rafa Benitez looked really bemused by that decision there. Uh, Lo Celso was the closest to scoring out of everyone on the pitch, uh, hitting a first shot from the middle of the park, uh, but unfortunately hitting the post. So, Holgate as well uh, made an awful tackle towards the latter stages of the game on Hoiberg and got a red card, which was fully deserved. Um, a player I've, I've never liked. Um, not Nothing personal, but yeah. Ever, that, ever since that time, he pushed Firmino into the crowd. I've never liked him one bit, so... So, yeah, got no time for him regarding that. But a good point for both teams. I think everyone knows this. Conte has a lot of work to do. Uh, this won't be an overnight success story. This project will take time. I think some new additions in January would, would be helpful. Uh, but I don't think you'll see a Conte's team until next summer. As I feel like there's a lot of players that aren't probably suited to his style of management or will fit into his philosophy. So remains to be how, how how the season goes. Obviously, the aim is to try and challenge for top four. Don't think that will be possible, if I'm brutally honest. I think maybe closer to the Europa League is is there's a there's a chance of that happening. So we'll see we'll see how that goes for um the new regime at Tottenham Hotspur there. So that's my wrap up for match week eleven. So I will present my team of the week so let me just share the graphic for you guys i'll start from the back so i've gone for a four four one four one formation here um 
I've gone for Krull as my goalkeeper. There were quite a few candidates, but I think Nick Pope was quite close to being added to that team. Um, Martinez for Aston Villa, who wasn't on the winning side there, but I feel like he made some super saves during that game, in particular the free kick. Uh, that was a fantastic save. So I think with Krull, he made some crucial saves and gave Norwich the the win, the first win of the season, but then sacked their manager the next day, which was a bit of a bizarre moment there. But nevertheless, he deserves to be in the team of the week there, in my opinion. My back four, I've gone for Cancelo at left back. Uh, as you can see, he's been labelled as captain. So for me, that's the star player of the week. He was just fantastic. Uh, the first goal was pretty much his cross and then the assist came from him as well for the second. And he's pretty much the playmaker of that team. Even though he's right for it, plays on the left-hand side, but has the same impact to like Trent Alexander for me in terms of that he's a playmaker from a fullback position. And last season, he was phenomenal. And for me, he's continued that form into this season. So, yeah, fantastic and fully deserves to be in my team there. Uh, my centre-back pair, I've got from Ben White. Ben White, I think there was a lot of eyebrows raised when he was signed by Arsenal for 50 million, I believe it was. Um, a player I've always rated, to be fair. I've watched him when he was at Leeds United on loan. Uh, even last year at Brighton, I feel like there was a young player there with great potential, ball-playing centre-back. So, a player that's easy on your eye in terms of what he does. Obviously, still young, so we'll need to grow in terms of his um, uh, physicality, in terms of his game. But, so far, so good for him at Arsenal, to be honest with you. And that goes alongside Ramster, who wasn't um, highly highly regarded when he was signed. So, no, fantastic performance for him. Played the part or an assist. You can kind of claim an assist, but played a part in terms of giving the ball Smith-Rowe to get the match winner there. So, fully deserved to be in my team there. And then you've got Kurt Zuma. Um, scored the winning goal for his team against Liverpool and had a dominant performance throughout the game. So there was no other way but to add Zuma into that team. And Reese James has been probably ever-present in the last few weeks in my team of the week. And again, fully deserved. Gave an assist here. Came close to scoring as well. So, no, I think he's been fantastic. And has really developed. Has been probably one of the most improved players this season in terms of his development. And playing as a wing-back has really suited his style of play. So, so yeah, another another one for him on my team of the week there. And I've gone for a five in midfield. So Declan Rice as my defensive mid there. He was fantastic against Liverpool. Uh, pretty much controlled the midfield, made some great crucial tackles and played the ball neatly. Um, nothing too fancy, but kept the ball moving for his team. So fully deserves to be there as well. Harvey Barnes. For me, he scored the goal of the week, smashed it in top corner from the left-hand side. Beautiful goal. First goal of the season, but he's not been playing that much due to injury. So looking forward to seeing how he progresses in the course of this season. And then I've got Smith Rowe, match winner for Arsenal, so it has to be in there. Uh, Matthias Norman, for me, a spark for Norwich this season. So a player that can create something out of nothing. This goal for, um, against Brentford, pretty much dribbled through two, three players, then produced a nice left-footed finish. A great goal from him. Claimed the first win for his club as well, so has to be in the team of the week there. And Rafinha, another another great performance from him. A nicely executed free kick from him, so 
yeah, his season's going strength to strength so far. And I've gone for Alan Armstrong as my uh, main striker in this formation. Scored a fantastic goal uh, for Southampton's win on Friday against Aston Villa, I believe it was. So, no, no, some great, some great performances in match week 11. I will post this on my Instagram. So if you don't follow me, I'm on Instagram at Aussie.ftp. So feel free to comment. Let me know what you think of the team, whether it's good or bad, or if you feel like I made a bad decision and forgot a few players, uh, please share. I'd love to hear from you guys. So yeah, it'll be, I'll be intrigued to see what you guys think of my team. But back to uh, no schedule. So quickly do an FPL update. Uh, in terms of my performance, I got 56 points, which isn't too bad. And in our FPL league, we've got over 100 FPL managers and I'm positioned at 32. So sounds like I'm not doing well, but there's like only 100 point gaps. Well, only 100 point. That's quite a big gap. But in fantasy football, it's not a huge gap, especially as we're still still got a lot of the season to play. So yeah, I'm I'm making some few decisions in the next few weeks so hopefully i'll be able to notch up some more points but there was one manager in our league who did really well um he goes by the name of bamo kun so he scored or she scored 79 points so well done to bamo um great week from you i don't think there was any there wasn't many managers that actually got around the 90 points mark so definitely a great week for you there in the world of fantasy football Special announcement for everyone. So I have started a new show on Instagram Live. So I've titled it Talk That Talk, which is available every Monday at 8 p.m. Um, the show is pretty much for you guys. So before I used to do viewer calling sessions probably once a month uh, during my YouTube episodes, but I thought why not do it on a different platform where I have a lot of followers and host a weekly show on Instagram live where you guys can come on the show, express your views, ask me some questions regarding anything that's been relevant or just any football questions in general. Uh, or if you'd like to start a debate, that's always healthy there as well. So I did one yesterday if you haven't tuned in. So please make sure to follow me on Instagram at Aussie.ftp. If you don't have it, just create an account on Instagram. Um, it'll be worth your time as we'll be engaged in content as we'll be able to speak to uh, my viewers and fans of the show so it'll be a nice little segment to interact with you guys so tuned in uh we will do one next week despite it being international week i will do one next week so might even have a topic for you guys uh to even begin the show so if you've got any ideas that'd be great and um, do share them to me um but yeah Stay tuned. So do follow me and just keep track of my stories as I think 8 p.m. would be the normal time slot, but may vary due to, you know, we do have Monday night fixtures sometimes. So uh, I'll keep you guys posted. But yeah, the concept will still remain the same. So be on the lookout for that. And that pretty much concludes our episode for today. So if you're new to the channel, please don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, to football talk podcast um, and if you hit the notification button you'll be notified of our next episodes coming so 
we've got more episodes lined up. We do match previews every Thursdays, uh, but I'm planning to do some more episodes, especially next month where we're closer to the transfer window. So do be on the lookout for that. Um, and speaking of our next episode, that will be taking place uh, on Thursday. Thursday, not this Thursday, next Thursday uh, on the 18th of November. So we will be proving the big match, which is Liverpool and Arsenal. Plus, I like to give my prediction for each of the other games in match week 12. So, so even if your team's not the main focus, uh, I will be speaking about every team uh, in some shape or form. So, so yeah, hopefully you guys are tuning to that show next week. So thank you everyone for tuning in and I hope to see you all very soon. Take care.